It's time for The Bright Side, a coaching radio show for changemakers, the organizations and positive leaders creating positive change in the world while simultaneously caring for their people. The Bright Side is sponsored by P-Link Leadership. P-Link Leadership believes in a world where positive leadership is the norm and individuals and the organizations they power are a force for positive change. And now as your host, Alexis Robin, co-founder of P-Link Leadership, I'm here to bring you your 10 minutes of insight, theory, and actionable tips to support you on your journey to becoming the best version of yourself. Good morning. This is Alexis Robin with The Bright Side, and today we're talking about confirmation bias and why we have such a hard time changing our minds um, and why we believe the things that we do. So, um, you know, talking about confirmation bias, uh, I went to look up a original definition, probably not the first, but one from the Review of General Psychology. And this is by Raymond S. Nickerson from Tufts University. And he talks about confirmation bias as the term is typically used in psychological literature, connotes the seeking or interpreting of evidence in ways that are partial to existing beliefs, expectations, or a hypothesis in hand. So um, what does he mean by this? And what do we mean by confirmation bias? Um, In layman's terms, it's really the idea that once we believe something or make a hypothesis, that our brain actually seeks evidence to prove that hypothesis. And it discounts or ignores or downweights evidence contrary to our hypothesis or our beliefs. And so um, why does this happen? And how does this get in our way uh, in life, in leadership, in relationships? Um, Well, first of all, it happens because our brains are wired to be efficient. We have a lot of information to sift through, especially now processing five times more information than we did 20 years ago every day. Um, But our brains will operate in a way that's most efficient. And that keeps, um, that happens to make our, to help us make decisions more quickly and also to keep us safe. Because when you're in a situation where you're wondering, is this person safe or not? Or should I do this or not? Should I jump on that train? Um, we really have to decide quickly. Um, we can't, you know, do a research project to decide if we should jump on the train that departs in two minutes. And so our brain uh, works in on our behalf to from that automatic center or what some people call the downstairs brain uh, to make these decisions to help us make these decisions by saying yes the trains are always on time here or the trains are a very safe way to travel and so um, so that helps us to be more efficient in our processing another reason why confirmation bias happens is that it helps us to protect our self-esteem so we like to be right and we like to believe that we are supporting the right candidates, that we are supporting the right causes, that we are, um, you know, feeling good about the same things. And so when we, um, when we look for evidence or when we're kind of surfing the newspaper or the internet or listening to conversations, we're listening for proof that our beliefs and stories are correct and that they're in alignment with what we believe. And so, um, Perhaps if you support a certain political uh, candidate, you'll be listening for all the good things about that candidate. We seek, we often seek positive affirmations um, and positive evidence about people that we support in elections, about um, cars that we like. You know, perhaps you really like uh, a new Volkswagen that's out there, a new Cadillac, and you um, you 
notice in the newspaper, your brain will pick up on people saying, oh, I just love that new Volkswagen or I just love that new Cadillac. You know, it's so gas efficient or it's um, really spacious and luxurious. Um, we listen for those positive affirmations. And, so, and the last piece here, the, why confirmation bias works, is that uh, we have a motive to be accurate. Right? We like to be right. Uh, no one more than me. Uh, I say that jovially, but I, you know, my husband for years has said, why do you always have to be right? And so coming across this research, I thought, oh, well, that's good to know. That's my confirmation bias in action. Like, here's why people like to be right. Um, because we want to, we have a motive of being accurate. And that comes out of an article in the good old Encyclopedia Britannica. Um, all online now, which is so awesome. You don't have to carry those big volumes of books around anymore. Um, but these are all um, these are all reasons why our brain has this confirmation bias. And again, just to you know to reiterate what we're talking about here, it's the bias that for our own beliefs and our own assumptions, our own hypothesis. So if we believe someone's a nice person, someone's a good political candidate. Um, some car is the best car on the market for the money, um, then we look for evidence to support that and we discount evidence against it. So um, this shows up in our decision making. It shows up in supporting our own hypothesis. And um, it also shows up in our impression formation. And it can be dangerous because, or tricky, because if we start off with a bias in about somebody. Let's say that someone tells you, oh, you know, that that guy on the second floor that we work with, you know, he is really hard to work with. Like, you just, you know, just brace yourself. What can happen then is that we have a we have an idea in our mind, an impression that somebody will be hard to work with. And so when we meet them, our brain immediately starts for looking, looking for signs that this person's hard to work with. Um, things that they say, body language, um, questions they ask, we are processing it through the lens of this um, impression that someone else has laid out in front of us um, and, and created a bias. And so um, it can be a real problem. Recently, I was working with a couple of executives who have worked together for a long time and could not get along. Um, there was a few issues that happened early on. They both made some poor choices in the way that they acted to, um, towards each other. And both of those choices set confirmation bias into action. And so as that happened, there were... Um, there were consequences of that. And in fact, it went on for years. And after many years of these biases being in action, they had been gathering data subconsciously and consciously uh, against the other person to support their belief about the person not being kind or being out to get them, etc. So um, really interesting to see. Now that made it really hard when we were brought in to help them um, connect again and to work more effectively together, that made it hard for these um, business folks to then get along and see each other's point of view. Um, and only when they were willing and had some outside, um, you know, facilitation, were they willing to look at a different point of view um, and consider that their viewpoint might have been wrong. So... Um, 
Now, remember that motive of accuracy, like we don't like to be wrong. It's uncomfortable to find out that what we've thought about somebody for years is actually wrong because chances are we've acted on those belief systems. Um, so how do you get over confirmation bias? Like, what do you, you know, I'm telling you all about it. It's, it's happening. It's automatic. It's not something that, you know, doesn't happen to some people and happens to others. Like everybody has this because everybody's brains are working to be efficient. So what can you do about it? Well, the first thing that you can do is to just know that confirmation bias exists and understand that um, you are already operating from a place where you're seeking, you know, information and evidence to support your belief systems, your assumptions, your hypothesis. And so you can ask yourself and you can intentionally go out and seek out information that, um, contradicts your belief system. So if you, um, let's say this, and this happens sometimes with, um, my kids, like, let's say there's somebody that's in a club that they're in, or there's that's at school or something that they just don't get along with, or they've decided is like a mean kid or, um, you know, whatever. And so I will ask them to go to school and like, see if you can find three things in that show you that where they're acting nice today. See if you can notice them holding a door open for somebody saying good morning to somebody. See if you can find any evidence, look for three pieces of evidence that uh, contradicts your belief that they're the mean kid today. And notice when you, um, when your brain hyper focuses on when they are doing things that you would interpret as mean. So we can use the same practice for ourselves. Like if you are vehemently for your political candidate and against another, you can look and you can start reading articles about the other candidate. You can um, talk to somebody who supports them and, and really try to listen without judgment and just notice and, and look for evidence that contradicts your opinion um, and notice that. So that's one thing. Another thing is this great question uh, that one of our P-Link coaches, Renee Siebert, floated this year. It's my favorite question of the year. You've probably heard me say it before on the show. Uh, but what do I believe about this and how could I be wrong? This is a question I've been asking myself um, a lot this year about everything. And um, it's, you know, when I walk in and I see my kids' shoes in the middle of the floor, I think, what do I believe about this? How could I be wrong? Sometimes it's like, I believe that my kid was lazy, took off their shoes, and disrespectfully left them in the middle of the floor. And then I think to myself, hmm, you know, that's what I believe. How could I be wrong? Well, maybe they came in were putting their shoes on and the phone rang. And so they ran off to get the phone and got distracted or they came in and took their shoes off and, uh, suddenly got really hungry and went to the kitchen and started making something to eat and just forgot. So, um, so just questioning or maybe their dad, uh, brought the shoes out and they said, no, I'm not wearing those. And he left them. I mean, there's all kinds of things that could happen. So just notice where, uh, you're believing things and, um, and you don't want to change your mind, you know, you're, you're not looking for evidence contrary to what you believe. Um, and notice that that can get us into trouble because we can go a long way down the wrong path in our assumption about something or someone. Um, and that can be supported by our brain function and its desire to be efficient, protect ourselves and our self-esteem and be right. And, uh, that can really get in the way of good working relationships and, uh, can cause us some challenges in the future. So um, we have a great opportunity here to be questioning our own beliefs, to be seeking 
contrary evidence to what we believe and, and just noticing how that confirmation bias works in action. So this has been Alexis Robin on The Bright Side. Always a pleasure to have you as a listener. Uh, we exist for leaders and individuals who are uh, tr just trying to be more positive and um, more informed and operate from a place of higher consciousness in this world. So um, P-Link Leadership is our sponsoring company, and uh, we believe in positive leaders for positive change in a better world. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week, same time, same place on the Bright Side.